Thank you for listening to Bakersfield Observe, the podcast with Richard Bean. This podcast is brought to you by our friends at Centric Healthcare and King Door Company. Welcome to Bakersfield Observed with Richard Bean, a podcast for and about Bakersfield and Kern County. Richard's guests are newsmakers, influencers, and personalities who address topics of interest to you and your neighbors and your community. The discussion is fast, informative, and always civil. Now, here's your host, Richard Bean. Well, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to episode 24 of the new Bakersfield Observe podcast. We record it right here at the American General Media offices off California Avenue and Highway 99 in downtown Bakersfield. Uh, this podcast airs weekly, comes out every Wednesday or Thursday, and it complements the work of the Bakersfield Observe blog. You can also access this podcast via Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also pick it up on kernradio.com. Com. Today, we are welcoming an old friend of this program, Pastor Angelo Frazier of River Lakes Community Church. Let me in- do some introduction here. Pastor Frazier has been at the nexus where our political system intersects with our personal rights and our religious beliefs, and he has been an outspoken advocate on multiple issues among them. He has spoken out on the controversy of the coronavirus vaccine and the choice parents and we all make for themselves and our children. Pastor Frazier was there during the Black Lives Matter protests in downtown Bakersfield, and he has sought to provide a bridge between the concept and the ideals of Black Lives Matter and the realities of how we all live our daily lives. He's pushed back on the idea that at its core, This is a racist nation. He rejects that as I do. He has been an outspoken critic of the cancel culture, and he refuses to bow to the threats of the extremes. And finally, our guest has been has uh, dived headlong into the debate over critical race theory and attended the most recent Kern High School District uh, um, meeting on that. So we welcome my old friend, Pastor Angelo Frazier. How are you, sir? It's so, I'm doing well. It's so good to be here talking to the bing. Nobody boxes you in the corner, man. You <laughs> are ready to go. You find a way to just come back. Look, I, I appreciate that. Pastor Frazier, it's great to have you on. I really think huh? you've been on to something here. And I think, these are my words, not yours, but I think that in many ways of what you represent and what you articulate was seen in the results in Virginia where Republican Governor Youngkin uh, scored a, a surprise victory over a longtime Democratic strategist, uh, Terry McAuliffe. We're going to talk about that and other issues here. Let's welcome Pastor Angelo Frazier. Talk to me about the race what? in Virginia. What, what did you see? Well, thank you for that introduction, and you are so kind, my brother. I appreciate you, and blessings to you and your family. And uh, by the way, while I'm thinking about this, bike trail is going to be extended to 30 miles. I think you and I should take the, uh, when they open that baby up, we should inaugurate it, or whatever we call it. You and me, you'll be my stoker on a bicycle built for two. Yeah, but we'll have to go real slow. Hey, uh, (laughs) let's go Yunkin for California. If it can happen in a blue state like uh, Virginia, it can happen 
here. Let's go Youngkin. I even got the sign to prove it. <laughs> Was that going to be the new trending? You heard it first on the Richard Bean Show. Well, how did podcast. he? How did he do it? Because the popular, uh, the popular scenario is here's a guy who walked the line. Right. right. He embraced right. Trump and the ideals right. early on, but saw early on also that it would do him no good to have a personal relationship with uh, Donald Trump. He didn't bring Trump on the right. campaign trail with him, and yeah. yet yeah. he embraced many of the core conservative ideals. He was also smart enough, I say smart enough, to pick up on what's going on on our school boards in the culture war. I think this critical race theory is tremendously important. It's not something Absolutely. to be downplayed. And when you step, when government steps in front of J.R. Flores and his relationship with his daughter about how she feels about her herself and her own identity, I think they're asking for trouble. What happened in your, in, in your eyes, what happened in Virginia? Well, I think what's happening in Virginia is going to happen all over the country. First of all, Americans are a lot of things, but they're not stupid. People have realized for a long, long time something is a something is afoot here. Something is just not right. And what Youngkin did was he caught a hold of, much like what Trump did, he caught a hold of what the average common folk is feeling and thinking. And Loudoun County, just, you know, they had the recent incident with the critical race thing and, and the young girl getting uh, sexually abused in the bathroom. Yeah. So yeah. that was ground zero. And people were paying attention because of covid Kids were home for a year or so, and so parents got to see what they were looking at. Now, technically, CRT is not being technically taught in book form, but it's being mandated to teach towards that and about that, to use race as a weapon. And see, I have no problem with people studying history, slavery, whatever. I do have a problem with people taking race and making it a weapon, and that's what CRT does. It says if you are a white person, you are a perpetrator. If you are black or brown, you are a victim. Let's start with that fundamental principle because this country is incessantly racist from the core. I reject that whole idea. This country is not racist from the core. The people of Virginia know it. The people of California know it. Know it, but we got to wake the people up in California by saying, let's go Yunkin in California. If they can do it in Virginia, let's do it here. And we're starting right on the Richard Bean podcast. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Pastor Frazier, do you, I mean, it struck me as a huge tactical era for, in this yep. case, this came from M MSNBC uh, host yep. Joy Reid. And, 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 and this has been said before, but in, in looking at the outcome in Virginia, to lay this on kind of uh, dog whistles and racism, right. that, this, racism th th right. that, that these people, these suburban, many of them, most of them women right. who pulled this, you know, suburban women, an important, important se yeah. segment, uh, were reacting to their own racist impulses yeah. in to me, I see something to, uh, in entirely different. I see yep. I see the mo the mama bear syndrome, and That's I do not want government telling telling my children how to think about their past. That is perhaps a purview that we need to yep. talk about as the family. To, to talk to me about that. You you are exactly right. See, 
the the other side of the aisle, the Democrats in this case, the only major thing they have is the race card. Here, what what Youngkin did was he found the values. He he tapped into the values, much like what Trump did. But Trump's personality is way different. He tapped into the the uh, the kitchen table values that people are dealing with right now, and he said those values are important. And you're right, Mama Bear has woken up. You cannot walk in there. And matter of fact, the governor, Terry McLaughlin, said, the former governor said that teachers don't have any business in telling what the schools, you know, you know stay out of the schools. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a bad mistake he made, but it revealed kind of the heart of what they're trying to do. You know, Disney does, if you watch any Disney film, I brought up Disney. If you watch any Disney film, you'll notice something. There's always a character missing. A dad or dies, a mom or dad mm-hmm. dies, and so then injects Disney. So this is the whole idea of government shouldn't be involved in these things in the first place. Simply, government is here to protect us, to protect the rights. Not we ought to go to government to ask for rights. Our rights come from God. The people of Virginia figured it out, and I believe more people, and you do too, Richard, believe more people in this country understand that, but we need to get back to speaking the truth. I believe California can turn red. I know that sounds crazy, but it can start right here on the Richard Bing podcast. <laughs> what do you uh, talk to me a little bit about this concept of the, this yeah. idea of the critical race theory? Because yeah. I I personally don't have an issue with the idea that this country was founded primarily by white Europeans, and the laws reflect those values and that that certainly and and given we do have a you know the, you know the, the, uh, the history of slavery and that right. that that certain people benefited from that people white people probably did benefit or likely did benefit from that and continue mm-hmm. to benefit of that i don't i don't reject that uh what i what what bothers me and uh, i want to get your your take on this is what it implies, and the, and the implication is because of, of, of our history, that somehow we are condemned, we are condemned to, to, to look at our past almost with shame, instead of right. pride, with shame that, my God, I can't believe what we've done, that we've held these people down, and I, I don't believe that. I believe in the but, evolution of man and society, and, and, and we're a much different country than we but, are, uh, uh, you know, last year or 100 years ago. Take it away. Yeah, my brother, I don't know if I could add too much to what you just said because you said it so eloquently, um, but let me draw a parallel. When the Bible talks about the Jewish people came out of slavery, and it's some um, three to 4,000 years, depending on what scholars you teach about, but they, they, so they came out of this. And then uh, uh, there was a guy by the name of Jesus came along and kind of told him about the hope. And, and this was somewhere between three and 4,000 years after they came out of slavery and then talked about freedom. And even today, we as believers uh, experience the freedom from Christ, but it, it's, it, we're still dealing with things from the past. It's, it's an acknowledgment that the original people came out of slavery. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, the past, just because we've had a past, doesn't mean we're determined by our past. But if you notice the Jewish people are, you notice the Jewish people aren't blaming God for the slavery in Israel. And see, this is where critical race theory turns things on its head. It's saying because we had these anomalies in our history, 
then we need we need to be defined by them. And I reject that idea. No, we we've we've come through a lot of things. Right now, you and I, I can go anywhere and do whatever I want to wherever. And I and I grew up in the time where they had segregated yeah. uh, water fountains and all those kind of things. I was in in Washington D.C. when the riots broke out in 1968. I was a young kid. I remember that. Though the end of the world. I know what segregation looks like, but I also know what this looks like. And yes, we've come through a lot. We're going to go through a lot. But this is the freest country in the world, and that's why thousands of people are trying to get here. And so, critical race theory is an intellectual. Uh, study of the intersection between race and law, but the only problem is they're they're starting with assumptions that are not true. White is not bad. Black is not a victim. So let's start with the fact that uh, yeah, these 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 men and women, are the founders of our country, they they were I believe they were inspired by God because they put in place all men are created equal. Why would you put that in place if you own slaves? They were they were put in place to dismantle a system that had been carried on through them. And like anything else, like if you take the gospel, when we've done that overseas to, to the African culture, you don't just magically tell them, you know, here's the gospel and life changes. It's a progressive thing that has to happen. I think that's the best way. So I say teach all aspects of history, but don't use it as a weapon to keep people down. Hey, look, in New York, Second and third graders are judging their classmates by the color of their skin, not by how many crowns they have in their in their uh, you know box to play with. That's wrong. Right. Absolutely. What what, what do you make of of President Biden yesterday during a press uh-huh. conference said which I watched at home. Uh, he talk, talking about the the Virginia results. Yeah. And he couldn't get off this idea of. And he referred to it as the turnout of Trump voters and right. and conservatives. And I'm hearing that right. thinking, yeah. Mr. President, you're missing something. You're missing something here because I believe that Virginia swung on these personal issues, taxes, sure education reform, or, edu- or how we're teaching our kids. And for him not to see that or not to appreciate that or not to appreciate the power and the strength of mama bear, as we're calling it, how how all of us rally around our children when we feel threatened and we don't want anybody, you know, we want to be responsible for how our children largely feel about themselves and the confidence they bring to the world. What is it about the blind spot that the president seems to have and the Democrats, they can't get off this idea that this is the boogeyman Trump, that it might be something else? Yeah, this is the, the 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 ideology has got them this far. They figured their ideology has got them the three branches of government. They have to keep staying with it. I remember Baghdad Bob. Remember when the, the, that whole thing happened? Mm-hmm. Uh, Baghdad Bob, when when the Americans were going in there to uh, free, uh, you know, get Saddam Hussein out of there. Baghdad Bob was on TV telling the people that everything was okay. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, right. It, it's it, and, and as Americans, we're watching this, going, you, you, you know, you, you're not okay. You are surrounded. <laughs> you're right. And um, Bad Dad Bob was on TV saying, "No, everything's fine." Part of the political blind side is that you have to puppet what they tell you to say. And with all due respect to our president in office, I don't know if he's in control of what's being said. Mm-hmm. 
I just don't know. And here's, here's, here's the bottom line. They aren't going to admit defeat no matter what they do. This, this wasn't about race, but they're going to call it race. This was about people saying enough is enough. Um, I can, you know, the government is not controlling my kids. I am. And they made a crucial mistake. But they are going to admit that they made a mistake. But the people, the voters, not only in Virginia, in California, have to go to the voting box and use the process to say, then if you're not going to understand um, this, what's going on, then we don't need to have you in office. Yeah, there's been a That's lot. The best yeah, way to handle this. absolutely. Well, but there, there's been a lot said about President Biden and and his approach in yeah. uh, after his election. And I wish I had the name in front of it. Maybe you have it. But a a What's Democratic that? Congresswoman said last night was printed in in some of the reports today <clears throat> after Virginia after the Virginia campaign. She said uh, President Biden wasn't elected uh, to be FDR. He was elected just to kind of sort things out. And yeah. instead of being the great divider, which he can, I mean, the great united, uniter, yeah, what he campaigned bad. on, he has come in aligning himself with the pro- progressive wing with some, right. by any, by any standards, some, some pretty far reaching radical progressive programs. So now if you're on the progressive side of the aisle, I'm, I'm sure you view them as long overdue. But these are not programs that would be put out by somebody trying to unite a deeply fractured country. What what has he gone yeah. wrong here? Yeah, well, you know, Richard, you know, I don't know if I can say it best as you did. I mean, you you've just kind of said it. Look, I've said this from day one. It's not about Republican or Democrat. It's about the policies that put forth Kennedy. If you study Kennedy, and I think you have. Kennedy was really annoyed with the liberal wing. Kennedy was more moderate conservative on policies. This is where this has gotten goofy. If, 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 if we could take the names off of these things, take Trump off, take Youngkin, take all the names off, take Biden off, and we just put down the policies, I think the American people would, would choose the policies that are consistent with their values. And if, if you said to uh, just an average person on the street, is it okay to have biological boys and men showering in biological girls' bathrooms? I think your average American is going to say, heck no. See, this has nothing to do with right or left or up or down. This is wrong and right. And so I, I, I think what you're seeing is the country is realizing what makes our political system the best in the world is not democratic and republic, that we can put forth policies that reflect the values of the people. And... Right now, we have people, some, who are, are more on the radical end, and, and that's okay, but they shouldn't be making these. And what you saw in Virginia was, we don't want this. We don't want to be looked at by the color of our skin. We'd rather be dealt with by the content of our character. I think somebody said that a little while ago. <laughs> you think so? Um, yeah. And so what, what we need to get back to, and I think what, what you so elegantly said in the whole point of I think your, your, your radio show, your podcast, and bringing people together, let's, let's whittle it down to get to what's really the issue. And you'll find that there are more 
uh, people that agree with the basic policy. People want to get up, go to work. They want their kids to be okay. They want to be able to run their business. They don't want regulations holding them down. They just want to be able to go. If they want to go have a party, they can go have a party. If they want to go sit at the beach, they, go. they want to be able to live the American dream and not have the government looking over his shoulder in your bank account, <laughs> chasing you down, trying to figure out everything you're doing. You know, let us be in charge of our own health care. We're responsible. Let us do it. We can handle it. Americans can rise to the thing. And I think what's happened, the Democratic Party, for the most part, has miscalculated the move. And I think you're going to see Virginia happen in California. And that's why I say, let's go, young kids! <laughs> Let me read. Uh, uh, you, you've mentioned the, this this incident in Loudoun County in Virginia yeah. about about the trans uh uh, the, the trans kid and the assault yeah. in the bathroom. Let, let me read just a little bit from the Wall Street Journal yeah. today to remind yeah. everybody what we're talking about. It said, Mr. Youngkin's campaign caught fire after the revelation that a male student who sexually yep. assaulted a young woman in a girl's bathroom had been transferred to a new, new school, school right. where he allegedly assaulted another young woman. The Loudon school superintendent at first publicly denied that an assault had occurred. Follow-up reporting by the Daily Wire website demonstrated the school district failed to report past instances of sexual assault to to the state education department. This is my point, Pastor Frazier. When when the president looks the American people in the eye on TV during a press conference yesterday and ignores all of this and says— and, and plays the race card and says, this is all about Trump and dog whistles and the conservatives. Right. I'm thinking, right. you're not listening because I know suburban women. You know suburban women. I sure do. You know, your church is full of them, right? Good, God-fearing people who, um, in most cases, just want are focused not on dog whistles, but... How can I raise my child to be a good, productive member, confident member of society and contributor to this world? It, it is shocking to me that somehow that the president and other Democratic operatives would just cast this off as, no, 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 this is really about, you know, the a, a Washington Post reporter named Jonathan Capehart said that right. Youngkin's win— was because the Republicans decided to, quote, go tap dancing with white supremacy. Yeah, see, all of this is, that, you know, when I, when I wrote uh, Critical Bait Theory, I wrote, bowing the symbolic need to wokeism is the most progressive mandate in this hypersensitive and litigious counterculture environment. Radically on its veneer, this is ultimately about absolute power, class warfare, and dominating control. That's what this is about. So I'm going to lie all the way to the end if I can still maintain control. That's really what this is. And you're not going to see them relent until they lose control or lose power or get voted out of office because they have, they have sworn to it. They have sworn to those talking points. And you're right. They can look, Biden can look right in the camera and tell us something that's not true. And you kind of go, Here's the, the leader of the free world, not consistent, and we know it, and the left knows it, and the progressive know it's not true. This is why they're battling right now between each other. Oh, 
much. This uh, is exactly why they're battling between each other because they know it's not true, and they want to get rid of these guys as well. So the bottom line, I think, is what we're seeing is a sea shift in common sense for the common man. They're waking up. And you mentioned it earlier. Mama Bear is done at it. You know, the worst thing you can do is try to tell a parent what to do with their own child. <laughs> I tell you, I mean, the the, the idea that let, let's let's paint a let, let's have some fun and pay, paint a quick picture of, of who Mama Bear is. Let's say Mama yeah. Bear. No, I, I'm serious. Let's let, yeah. let, let let's follow this thread. Let's say Mama Bear is a member of your flock. She goes to River Lakes Community yeah. Church. Let's yeah. say Mama Bear is a teacher or a nurse. Uh-huh. Right. Let's say uh-huh. her yeah. husband. It, it's a, you know she's married and the husband works in the oil fields or whatever. You know. Uh, and she's in her third, 30s and raising several children. Well, you know those people, Pastor Frazier, and I know those people, and most of them I know are not focused on divisive race policies, no. but rather, you know, we need a new house. We need a new car. How are we going to pay tuition for AYSO? Exactly. How are, I mean, exactly. real-life problems that mama bears across America uh work with and then they see something like this coming down and they are attacked for playing the race card when I think in most of their hearts, I'm not saying exclusively, but in most of their hearts, they're mere, merely doing what they think is right by their children. You, you are absolutely right. This is, look, think about this. And like I said, I've lived through the riots and everything, but I've never lived in a time where parents who are standing up for their kids have been called domestic terrorists. Right. Are we are we kidding here? Domestic terrorists. Now the now the uh, National School Board is backing off of that, saying we're sorry we used that terminology, right? And and yet I'm paying seven dollars or close to five to seven dollars gas. I mean, in certain places. I mean, what is happening? What is happening is they're trying to. Uh, I don't know. I would say a Soviet style takeover of our a transformational uh, Soviet style take over of our government, that government has to know every aspect of your life. And the American people are like, no, no. Right. <laughs> and what you saw in Virginia, which, again, I hope happens all over this country, is to say, no, get out of our bathrooms, get out of our uh, uh, groceries, get out of our bank accounts, get out of those things, and just do what you're supposed to do, protect us. Because when the government starts, I think you call it tyranny, when they just kind of want to take over and just mm-hmm. run your life, um, that's insane. Uh, that is absolutely insane. And people are, are standing up and speaking about that. So I hope peacefully, we, you know, I've been at the board meetings lately, and we've uh, uh, pushed back on a number of things. Um, you know, that term pushback, we were talking about that a year and a half ago. Yeah. Well, you know, you're saying that people are beginning to push back on these things faithfully, peacefully. But I... I think we have a voice. I think we've underestimated the local level of uh, what, what we can do as people. Uh, we've talked with a number of board members lately from the Kern High School, from the Bakersfield, uh, and it shows we need to show up in numbers positively, reflecting our passions, uh, being encouraging and praying for people. That makes the difference because they need to hear from us. And so we need to get sometimes out of our churches, you know, um, and start getting in the streets and be in those events and like the Black Lives Matter and, and, and let our make our voices be heard, get to know the people, get to know the people's different views. And I can have a different view, but that doesn't mean that I agree with you, but I can still treat you with respect. 
And, 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 and I think what you're going to see and you're seeing now in Virginia and you're seeing all over this country is, and Kamala Harris said it, and she said it, and which I sent you the little video clip. Mm-hmm. She said, what happens <laughs> in Virginia will determine what happens in the midterms and in the election in 2024. I mean, she probably wishes she could take that back. Yeah, she, you, know, she, you know she does. But she here, here's it. why she's spot on, and you know this because yep. you grew up. I think you, were, you grew up in D.C. But, yep. uh, you know, Virginia yep. is very much a modern state. It's a very yep. diverse area. Certainly the yep. urban areas are, and it's yep. got rural yep. areas yep. as well. Yep. It is not an outlier. It's, it's nope. neither Mississippi nor South Dakota. It, 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 it is a—, a, a, a uh, a progressive urban place where a lot of people of different colors, you know, live together. And you're absolutely right. If it can happen in Virginia, it can happen. It, it can happen anywhere. Let's, let's talk a little bit, take, yes. take this down to the local level, because you just mentioned yeah. that you've been going to the current high school district meetings. Yeah. Cause see here, here's what I think, Pastor Frazier. I think that this, I think the school boards in America mm-hmm. are the new ground zero for this culture they war. Are. I think they this are, is really where, parents it's one thing to go to a city council and to talk about you know oppose whatever some uh, consent agenda item but you're talking Uh about their children pastor frazier you're talking about and a lot of these parents volunteer in schools they they live where they do because they wanted the kid to go to that school yep Yep, and this yep. is where I think President Biden, when he when when he when he cast this off to to race baiting, I'm thinking you don't get it, man. You you don't realize that when I moved up here 20 years ago with two young children and got a realtor, you know what the first thing she you know we talked about? Where are the good schools? You know, I don't know Bakersfield. Show me neighborhoods where the good schools are, and every exactly parent right. is like that. And yeah. so talk to me about your experience with the current high school district and, and specifically, if you will, a little bit about Jeff Flores, too, who's been on this and is a friend of this program. Yeah. But well, talk to me about your experience there and what drove you there. Well, I tell you, one of the things what drove me there is uh, part of being out there, being with the nurses, uh, pushing back on the mandates, not against vaccines, but the mandates and the kind of thing. I got to meet a lot of parents. Uh, there's some there's some really awesome people here in this town. Um, that that are doing amazing amazing stuff um, and so the school board meetings I got invited to a couple of them about four months ago started attending Kern and got to meet you know I've known Jeff for a while I got to tell you parents are showing up now yeah but we're telling them that this is a long haul this is not just about an issue on the ballot or, or, or getting an issue but this is long rich I, I got to tell you parents are showing up in droves and they are informed this is really, really cool. So, yes, the school boards are ground zero, but what's, what's even deeper than the school board is the classroom. Ooh. For a long, long time, and, and the parents have just kind of let the teachers teach and kind of right. thing. But I think COVID reveals something. Your kids aren't being taught what you think they're being taught. Right. And now when, when parents are looking at these reports and going, wait a second, I, wait, wait a minute, Jim, you know, Tony has two dads, wait, what, with the, you know, opt out and this whole thing. Well, I'm telling you. It's eye-opening, and I've sat with a number of parents over the last month, and there's a, there's a movement arising here in Bakersfield. I don't know if you've seen it or heard it, but it's happening, uh, at, not just at the school board meetings, but p- parents are talking to each other now for, I think, the first 
time in a long, long time, mm-hmm. and they are getting together. Uh, kids First, uh, Kids Kern, Kern Kids First Kern uh, Kids is a First. movement here in town. I mean, it's amazing stuff that, you know, Shannon Bowen and we got Shannon Zimmerman is on the school board, uh, and you got, like you said, Jeff Flores is, I think, is a stand-up guy. He is such a stand-up guy. I have much respect for him. Uh, and I'm Why do you say that? What, what, what has he done that, that, well, that led you to believe that? I, I think because he is doing the best he can to live out the values that he has. And he doesn't always get what he wants. I mean, he's kind of outnumbered by a number of people, but he still sticks to his value. And that's what I appreciate. I don't want someone that's going to be a yes person mm-hmm. or that's going to go along with the group. Or I don't want someone that's just going to buck the group just to be, uh, you know, to be different. I would, I, I want someone that's going to stand up for what they believe in, regardless of what the political whims say, or regardless about the, what the financial issues are. And that's the person. And 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 I can totally disagree with him or her. But if they're going to stand on their values, man, you know, I can trust that person, even though I disagree. And Jeff's that kind of guy where he stands on his values and put. And a lot of his. Values are the same as mine, which is awesome. But I think he's a stand-up guy. I think he is a uh, he's he's in a difficult place. Because whenever you're in, you know, you're the board chair. You know, you're mm-hmm. gonna have your <laughs> people on both sides of you uh, that are gonna say you aren't moving fast enough, or you're moving too fast, or you're incremental. Uh, but I've I've gotten to meet a number of these board members over the last number of months, and I got to tell you. Uh, I, it's not something I would want to do, yeah. but I, I tell you, I'm glad that they're there. Um, and, and, and I think God does that. God puts people in their giftings in a different place. And that doesn't mean just because he puts you there, things are going to be rosy and fine and everybody's going to be happy. I think of all the prophets in the Old Testament. They spoke the truth, but they did not live wonderful lives. I mean, they were they were abused. They were attacked. They were uh, castrated. They were outcast but they still stuck with their values. And so that's what I appreciate. And I think Jeff's one of those guys. He's going to stick with his values no matter what. Kern Kids First, is that the new name of an organization yeah. here? That, that's that's, uh, that's, the, uh, that's uh, Shannon, uh, Shannon Bowen. Okay. Bowen B, I think I said, I hope I said her name well. I hope she doesn't get mad at me. Uh, but they are an organization that basically is, I tell you, you may want to do a podcast with her. Okay. She is an amazing, amazing lady and if, has, if you would to, after we get off after we end this if you could send me her con- I will. contact i would love to have her she, on the show i'm telling you she she is she is she is a parent herself um and i'm telling you she is she has her finger on the pulse of what's going on in this uh in this town and and i gotta tell you she and a number of other people are right on the front lines and, and and they can speak to you know I'm a parent too but my kids are older they're adult she has young kids and I'm telling you she 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 will light you up with the statistics of what's happening where, where you know what her organization is doing it's amazing and I will call her right after we get off yeah let me read re, yeah please do let me read you a couple things that that uh, kind of background to what we're talking about here again from the Wall Street Journal but they they yeah. they, they were saying Virginia's red shift on education could be part of a broader trend. Check this out. A majority of Republicans, 18 to 55, are parents, 61%, whereas only Mm -hmm. a minority of Democrats are 45%. That's a 10. Isn't that interesting? I I, I wouldn't think about that. Uh, And they also mentioned, I wasn't familiar with this. I want to get your take on this. Uh, Youngkin should also... uh, 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 
champion what they call academic transparency, a proposal gaining traction across America. Parents in Virginia should never be asked, as parents in Loudoun County were, to sign non-disclosure agreements before being permitted to review school curriculum. What the hell is that all about? Well, part of part of what they don't look, we live in the age of social media. I mean, that's just everybody has cameras, everybody tweets or, you know, just kind of thing. What they don't what they're trying to do is and actually this is part of my doctor that I've been working on for the last couple of years is they're trying to, number one, control the narrative and number two, suppress the truth. Yeah. Number three. It's, it's all about misplaced identity. But let's go back to number one, controlling the narrative. They know that if this thing, just like, uh, just like a Nancy Pelosi said, a number one, well, let's pass it and see what's in it. A part of this idea is that if you see what's in it, like we're looking at this one trillion or three trillion, whatever yeah, the, right. this thing they're trying to pass now, when it's leaked out, when, when it's come out there, wait a second, illegal aliens, uh, they're looking to give uh, those that came across the border $450,000 a piece for people who cross this country illegally. So a mom and her kid, that's almost a million dollars for just a mom and one kid, a piece. So when, that, when these details have come out, then American people go, wait a second. And so if they get a hold of these documents and, and face, you know, uh, you know, take pictures of them, snap check these things, people go, wait a second. They don't want that to happen. Right. They do not want that to happen. So there is, there is no transparency. In other words, sign this, and so we can still keep doing what we're doing. This thing I think is, government should be open. This thing is so explosive, and we're seeing it all it, played out at the at the at uh, on education, the school board. I mean, this is it is amazing for me as kind of a student of history, just to kind of watch this. I'm not taking sides. I'm just saying, just watch what is happening because when you once again, I go back to my mama bear. You, yeah. you poke that. You poke mama bear. And you're poking millions of mama bears across this country who, I'm sorry, are not perhaps not motivated by dog whistles. But what is the best for my child? Talk to me about Kern County when you're before the Kern High School District. It Critical race theory is not mandated here, is it? Well, what's what's happening is, is really not mandated in the sense that you aren't going to be able to walk in the library and grab a book. Okay. But what is being taught, matter of fact, if you look at uh, current high school district, what they're trying to do is make that uh, part graduation requirements that kids have to have so many uh, uh, credits in diversity training. You know, so what they've yeah. done is they, they haven't, you know, we we spoke at the, uh, just to back up a little bit, we spoke at the Bakersfield uh, City School District, and uh, you, you can see that video online. And I spoke on critical race theory, and they decided, not to do critical race theory uh-huh. at big school, say school. Mm-hmm. They backed up and said, no, we're not going to do it. Now, what we have to watch out for is that, the, you know, this thing is kind of slick. They'll come diversity training. They'll come, uh, you know, all kinds of names. They'll come to try to give these kids requirements uh, that they have to study this. Well, the problem is this information is so tainted that it's not history anymore. You know, when you, when you got stuff like white fragility floating around there that basically says what I said earlier, that if, if you're white-skinned, you know, you don't even know that you're racist. Right. right. The system is racist. You're too stupid and to know you're... you're I'm, I'm sorry, racist. that's how I take it. You know, you people are so stupid, you don't you know, know how know good you had it, and you don't know, you don't know what, you know, you, you don't know what oppression you have caused, right? Yeah, you have no idea. 
Remember we talked last year, Kafka trapping, you know, the seven logical yeah. arguments that mm-hmm. if you say you're not a racist, that means you are. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so basically what's happening now is that um, uh, critical race theory technically as a book is not being taught, okay. but as a theory is being worked in or trying to be worked in. But now because of what's happened in Virginia – Parents all over this country are taking a second look at this, and they're going to be watching out these key phrases, you know, diversity, inclusion, and find out what's really going Uh, And what they should get back to, schools should get back to, reading, writing, history, science, and arithmetic. Let's talk. What's going on in the schools? I'm glad I had a chance to have you on. It just seems to me that this is an important moment and that there's something that, yeah. that, that we should con- we should recognize here. And I'm looking at this and I don't want to go too far with it, but this is this is like this is like a wild a California wildfire. It'll grow yeah. from 5,000 acres to 50,000 acres with the gust yeah. of wind. And I see this happening uh, at school boards all over the country is something. You know, a lot of us have, uh, who who have watched this woke culture and and the number of people who have been taken down, many of them right. deservedly taken down. Trust me. Right. Don't get me wrong. Right. You know, but how it has been weaponized to the point yep. where people have been cowered. There, people are afraid to say anything. They don't want to come down or be misinterpreted. Are we reaching a a blowback moment here, a tipping point where things are, are, are changing here because my wife and I will always talk about this and I'll say, honey, well, you know, a lot of these things are cyclical, you know, that, that, yeah. that movement, political movements in this country come and go and majorities are won and majorities are lost, are lost and programs come and programs go. And they are, they truly are cyclical and you can see it through the president's uh, that, that we elect. Are we seeing something too Im- important here, or am I putting too much? Uh, no, 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 absolutely. The, uh, you, 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 again, you, you said it so eloquently. They do, and and political things are meant to simply. They they are not meant to say. But what's happening here? You have this administration saying that they want to radically transform this nation. That's not happening. That's not happening. So no matter who you have in power, whether left or right, they can swing it left or right, whatever they want. It's going to always come back to the middle. But what's happening now is the people in power saying, we want to redefine the middle. We want to redefine the kitchen table issues that you deal with. We want you to ignore the fact that you're paying $5 a gallon. We want, to, we want you to ignore the fact that we have ships that are parked out on our coastline for 50 miles and that the um, supply lines. Are, we, want to, we want you to acknowledge, ignore the fact that uh, our borders are open and over 200,000 people are coming over here. We want you to ignore the fact that over a million people have gotten into this country since June, and we don't know where they are. We want you to ignore the fact that we want to pay those that were in cages or that were put in cages or separated at the border $450,000 a piece. We want you to ignore that because we want you to understand that this is part of the transformation of the middle class, and that's the problem. You're right. Politics is supposed to come and go. But when politics decides that they want to transform society, especially the middle, 
then that's, that's the third rail, and that's what you're seeing. And it's not just a blowback. It's going to be a kickback and a pushback. And I think, with, again, what happened in Virginia has been happening all over the country, but now the spotlight's on Virginia, and it's going to happen in California. Let's go, Yunkin. Isn't, wouldn't it be interesting, <laughs> after all of the issues that have come up, Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter, you know, all yeah. of the different things. I mean, it's serious yeah. stuff. I mean, I'm not and making a lot of it. It's all middle. serious stuff. Wouldn't it be interesting if it were, if, if, if this whole thing began, began to change on critical race theory because we're talking about teaching our children. And once again, yeah. I get back to what I said earlier. I don't think the Democrats and certainly President Biden appreciate. Number one, I think it's an insult to call these people uh uh, you know, uh, p- p- play, playing the race card. I mean, yeah. goodness gracious, m- m- most parents are so busy, they don't have time to be a racist, you know? And, and uh, Well, when you, yeah. Okay. Excuse me, but when you assume that people are racist because their their decisions are different than the narrative, then you have a problem. You, you said it right. They're not understanding. Part of being political is to understand what's going on out there. Yeah. They're not. All right. Well, look, we're, we're running out of time here. This has been a no, t- terrific conversation. If, no, if, if somebody wants to get in touch with you or they heard, they listen to this podcast, they heard about the Kern Kids First or those uh-huh. type of things, what, if somebody's thinking, I want to get involved, I'm at the point where I want my voice to be heard, where would they go? Yeah. Well, I think the first thing I would suggest people to do is to wherever they are, get involved the way you are at the local level. Get involved, find out, get on Facebook and, and Twitter and see where the groups are meeting. Uh, call up the local groups, uh, call up the school boards. And, you know, if you're a parent, I'm telling you, call up kids first, current kids first. Um, there, there's so many ways to get in contact. You know, you can get uh, Facebook me or on Facebook and say, hey, uh, I, I, I like some information on what's going on. There are patriot groups here in town. There's all kinds of things you can get involved in. But I would say this, be informed first. Be informed first and understand that you, you want to go with the right intentions. You want to go with, you know, you don't want to go to tear people down and call people names. You really want to be involved. There's a lot to do in this town. Bakersfield is one of, I think, the greatest communities to live in. It, it's just we have so much here, and we have so many good people here that are working hard that you're never going to see on the front pages of the newspaper. You're never going to hear them on the radio, but they just want to get up and do a good job and take care of their families. And that's why we love this community. So, yeah, if, if just uh, reach out. Um, they can send you the information, and you can get it to me. How, how we can do it that way. They can contact you on the Absolutely. podcast and say, hey, you know, I, I kind of like what that guy says. Let, let me can you put me in contact with him? Uh, so, uh, and, and then I can direct it. Most of what I do, I'm out in the community. I talk to all kinds of people. Most of the people I'm talking to don't agree with me. So, and, right. and I enjoy but that. You're out there. You're out there. <laughs> Pastor Angela Frazier, you've been kind of the tip of the spear when it comes to, about, to talking about the uncomfortable things that need to be talked yeah. about. I don't agree mm-hmm. with you a hundred percent all of the time, yeah. but I've That's always awesome. admired the fact that Angelo Frazier gets out there you show up, you're honest, you're transparent, you're open, you are not a closed-minded individual, no. and the more we can get of that, the more people involved in this process, the idea that you'd have to dis- sign some non-disclosure agreement to see what our yeah. kids can be taught. That's, crazy. that's craziness. 
That's absolutely yeah. crazy. But Pastor Frazier, thank you for coming on, sir. And we're going to get you back on. We're just started with this thing. Well, thank you, uh, Richard. And let's go, Yunkin. We, you heard it here on the Richard Bing podcast. It's going to take root here in California, and it's going to go nationwide. Thank you, Virginia. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Talk to you later, Pastor. Bye. Right. Thank you for listening to Bakersfield Observe, the podcast with Richard Bean. This podcast is brought to you by our friends at Centric Healthcare and King Door Company.